the 2020 AJC Peachtree Road Race. The Peachtree has been quite a challenge in 2020, but for all of us here at Atlanta Track Club, it is a labor of love, so we are finding a way. It's been a long wait, but it's finally here. Being able to run is one of the only normal things that we can do. Get ready for a Peachtree experience like no other. I think the app that Atlanta Track Club is putting together with the sounds of Peachtree is going to be phenomenal. You're listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Welcome to another week of the Peachtree Podcast here with Jay Holder of Atlanta Track Club. I'm Jennifer Perry. We hope your training is going well. And this week here on the podcast, Jay... We want to talk about the vote. And no, not this week's vote, okay? <laughs> We've all had enough of that at this point in the week. But we're talking about, you give Atlanta Track Club members and participants, actually you open it up for everyone to vote on the t-shirt design each and every year. And this week we're talking to the winner of the 2020 contest. And uh, she had to wait a while to find out that she was the winner. <laughs> One of the few things that didn't change about Peachtree this year was how we picked the t-shirt contest winner. That contest happened in February when the world was, well, we thought, normal. And the voting happened throughout the month of March as things started to get not so normal. But it was still the same process. We had tens of thousands of votes again. And then everything changed. And we didn't announce the winner until October, which felt strange. And we also announced the winner before the actual race. So we showed off the shirt for the first time this year before people cross the finish line, because we felt like if it's gonna be getting mailed out, you should probably know what it is before it ends up at your door. Um, so everybody learns at the same time. This year's winner is a local artist. She's a runner. She's doing her first Peachtree. This was her first time entering the AJC Peachtree Road Race t-shirt contest. And uh, she was pretty surprised to win. And uh, she's pretty bummed too, like most of us, <laughs> that she couldn't experience it in person, but she's gonna join us virtually this year. I love that. And our next guest on the podcast this week is also going to join us virtually and in interesting fashion too. Yeah. So Molly Seidel was a pretty well-known runner before February. She had won three NCAA championships when she ran at Notre Dame, but then she came to Atlanta to run her first marathon and a little race called the U.S. Olympic Team Trials Marathon. Mm -hmm. And she finished second and made the Olympics. Uh, and she's been pretty well-known throughout the world ever since, throughout the world of running at least. And she decided that this year she wanted to run Peachtree. On her own terms, she's going to run it in a turkey costume. And that's only part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, uh, there's a big challenge going on for her that entire weekend. I cannot wait to hear from her and how she plans to pull this off, some of the extra challenges she's putting on herself by wearing this costume. But uh, we're going to see if we can break some records in this year's virtual AJC Peachtree Road Race that may be the fastest known turkey. So stay tuned for that here on the Peachtree Podcast. With only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs, Michelob Ultra is the beer that allows you to live an active, balanced lifestyle. With Michelob Ultra, fun and wellness can live as one. And remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra, superior light beer. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra light beer, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, joined now by Becky Dominic, winner of the 2020 AJC Peachtree Road Race t-shirt contest. And Becky, first of all, just got to ask, when you found out you won, how did that feel? <laughs> well, I was certainly ecstatic. Um, I mean, it's been something that, you know, I was expecting to know on the 4th of July, but then with the postponement, you know, just eagerly waiting my seat, just waiting for 
that notification. Yeah, I mean, you were one of the first contestants to reach out when we moved the race to virtual. And I know this was supposed to be your first peach tree. You yes. moved here from Ohio, correct? Yes, that's correct. You would describe yourself as a runner? Yeah, my husband and I were both active runners. Um, I try to run in, in like a minimum of two marathons a year. Um, this year, I was supposed to be running in Chicago Marathon, but unfortunately, that also got canceled, and I'm hoping to either run it next year or 2022. As a participant, what does the race shirt mean to you, whether it's a marathon or, or a 10K? When you get that shirt at either the expo or the finish, what does that mean to you as somebody who completed the actual race? I mean, it's kind of like just a wearable trophy. Like, it's kind of like your moment to show off, I ran this, I did this, I achieved it. And I earned it. <laughs> so what brought you to Atlanta? I know that uh, Ohio to Atlanta is a, a, a big move. How did you end up here? Well, it wasn't a direct move. Um, my husband and I were originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. And then we lived overseas for four years and then moved to Savannah and then up here. <laughs> so we've been kind of traveling a little bit of everywhere. But mostly my husband's going back to school for nursing and then I had recently just accepted a job up here in Gainesville. And when you were planning to come here, did you knew about the peach tree? Was that something that you definitely knew you wanted to do when you got to the city? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I was part of the running community in Savannah and had a couple friends who ran it last year. And right when I moved up here, everyone was like, you have to run it. Like, it's so much fun. Like, there's so many people. The atmosphere is unbelievable. And you just got to do it. <laughs> So I was like, sign me up. I'm doing it. <laughs> Have you been able to do any races here since you moved here before COVID hit? Not. Well, I uh, take that back. Um, during the Olympic weekend, my husband and I participated in the 5K that Sunday. Got it. That was really, that was the end. That was the last thing. Yeah, that, that was really it. it. Um, I ran in the Merle Beach Marathon earlier on this year before that, or at, mm -hmm. right after that, I believe it was. But yeah, since then, like, it's been quiet trying to participate in some virtual races just to keep my momentum going. Um, you know, I have a few races in the future that I still like, you know, want to train for. So it's hard. I will say that, but I'm just happy that there are virtual options there. How are you approaching Peachtree virtually? Are you going to race it? Or are you going to do more of a fun run? Or how are you looking at that race? You know, to be honest, um, when the announcement did go that um, it was moving to virtual, I was thinking like, oh, I'll just do it for fun. And then I have a friend here who is also running the virtual race and he's racing it. He was like, well, why not just race? Like you have time to train, go out and do it. And luckily, I mean, where I live right now, it's, it's quite hilly. <laughs> Everywhere so, in Georgia, I feel like it's pretty hilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so my husband and I will, will be down in Florida visiting my in-laws mm -hmm. and my friend was like, it's the perfect opportunity. Like, it's going to be flat. It might be a little hot, but just give it a shot. Like, what else do you have to lose? Yeah, and it, it will certainly not be as hilly as the actual Peachtree course. It might be as hot. Maybe, I don't know about Florida in November, but, um, <laughs> but you'll miss that experience of the crowd that everybody told you about when you came here. So hopefully we'll get that back next year. On your design, obviously, we, the contest happened before COVID was what it is now. What was the inspiration behind your design? You know, just the th overall theme was, you know, moving forward and, you know, what better way to take it one step at a time, which is why I kept thinking of incorporating the shoe into the design. And then obviously with the skyline of Atlanta in the background, um, you know, also wanted to incorporate 
some, you know, 4th of July theme in there. So having the, you know, stars on the shoe and also on the stripe and also the stripes kind of being incorporated with the skyline of Atlanta. We left the 4th of July on the shirt. And part of that was because the shirts were already printed. <laughs> um, but, but also because we feel like there's kind of something cool about wearing a shirt that says 4th of July, even though the race is on November 26th, because it kind of is sort of a collector's item. What, what were your thoughts when you found out that we didn't change the date on the, on the shirt? I was honestly perfectly okay with that. I, I'm actually really happy that you did because, you know, Peachtree is a tradition that 2020 can't stop. Like, it's going to be happening every year, and it's such a great tradition to be part of. And just keeping that date is a reminder to people that nothing's going to keep us down. Like, you just got to keep moving forward. <laughs> I have a couple of questions on the contest itself. First, when you saw that you were a finalist and the other finalist – and uh, we'll, we'll keep this secret, but when you saw the other designs, did you think, oh, yeah, I got this? <laughs> oh, I mean, no way. I mean, I think the competition was hard. Like, everyone was like, you know, I just can't, like, pinpoint on one design, which I think is a great opportunity because you can go back and vote every day. And I'm going to be honest, like, I didn't vote for mine. I saw really? some others that I really liked. Yeah, I mean, it's, as a designer – yeah, you're going to be biased. You're going to think like, yeah, my design's the best, but you know, you have to see it from other people's point of views. Mm -hmm. And I think what other people had described in detail about why they chose their design, it really shows that there's a lot of talent out there. And I'm, I'm actually like going forward, I'm really excited to see the other designs. Yeah, and next year, I'll spoil this surprise, we'll invite you to be a judge in the contest. You can also still apply, but we'd, we'd love to have you come and help us judge so you can kind of see how that goes because we get, I mean, this year, I think we got close to 200 designs submitted and um, oh, it's, it's one of my favorite days is going through all of those and trying to narrow it down to five, which is also always really hard. Oh, yeah, um, I bet. <laughs> did you have a favorite? Was there one in there besides yours that you thought this is, this is the best one? Um, you know, I'm going to keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. So, so fair to say you weren't because we've had in the past we've had people actively campaign. I mean, we've had people do paid Facebook ads. I mean, it's kind of crazy the lengths that people will go to to win this contest. Fair to say that with your diplomacy there, that you 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 were not campaigning for yourself. No, I mean, it's just like hands down, this is just a great opportunity, and I'm so happy that this is open to the public. Like for the public to submit their design and then going afterwards with the finalists having the public vote for their favorite. As someone who's an artist, I'm, I'm sure you understand this, that it, of course is a subjective thing. And the t-shirt is never something that people don't hide their opinions on. So I will oh, say yeah. in complete honesty that the feedback we've gotten since putting out the t-shirt has been fantastic across the board. And every year I kind of, when, it, when we're about to put it out, I kind of just brace myself for all of the feedback, the good and the bad. And we haven't gotten a ton of bad feedback. Some people have not liked the color. Some people, which is our, our design, not yours, that we, we choose the color. Um, some people, you know, they, you get all sorts of, of criticism. What have you heard since it became public? Um, I've just heard from friends and family, like, first off, like, congratulations. It's like, it's a huge achievement. And then I know, like, all my friends and family knew I was like, so nervous about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, I think what I've been seeing the most is like people are pleased with it. Uh, to be honest, I haven't dug too deep in it because mm -hmm. I don't like reading too much into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say of my 
it's probably, this is my sixth peach tree. It has gotten the most positive comments and very few, you know, grumpy internet trolls who don't oh. like it, but very few. So it, that's, that's great. I mean, nothing. Uh, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That's yeah. Awesome. So people, people really seem, seem to love it. So uh, I think, uh, I think that speaks values to your design. I, I want to ask you before I let you go, Tell me a little bit about your role as a graphic designer, what you do and what you mostly work on. So I work for a marketing agency up here in Gainesville. Um, we work with the outdoor industry. So mostly like hunting, fishing, trying to go into like the camping, hiking kind of field, but mostly just fishing and hunting. And I like do digital campaigns. Um, I create advertisements to brochures, to flyers, to billboards, to uh, logos, packaging, all of the above. So it's actually quite a fun job just because I'm not stuck in one position. I can kind of dip into a lot of different areas and kind of expand from there. So I definitely love my job. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know you can't always share these things, but is there anything that we've all driven down the road that, that you can say, oh yeah, I designed that? Oh gosh. Um, not anything local. I would say that um, there might be some stuff in like some outdoors magazines, like advertisements, but most of my clients are on national base versus local. So there's some stuff like uh, I work with companies such as Spro and Gamakatsu, um, Millennium Marine, Millennium Outdoors. They do a lot of fishing and hunting and tree stands. So it's, we're a little bit everywhere. <laughs> are you a fisher and a hunter yourself? I'm not, which is like the funniest part. Um, I'm super outdoorsy. I, I'm, I'm out hiking, trail running, camping, kayaking, all that stuff. But I've actually never shot a gun. <laughs> and I used to fish a lot with my father back in the day. But, you know, when I grew up, I kind of got away from it, you know, started getting more into running and other sports. But I think definitely working in this industry, I think I might get into it. I know my boss has been asking me when I'm going to go out with them and shoot. So we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm glad. And I think we're all glad that you've, you've chosen running for the time being and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad that you entered the contest and congratulations again on your win. Uh, and thanks so much for, for talking to us today. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see you at the virtual peach tree. And then next year we'll see you at the actual peach tree. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks right. again, Jay. Thanks, Becky. Well, congrats to Becky. Again, I am disappointed for her that she is not going to get the full flavor of the AJC Peachtree Road Race this year. But how cool to have this very unique shirt. And I, I got mine this past week, Jay. I love it. I Love this design. I think you're right. The response has been overwhelming on this. Yeah, and I wasn't just trying to make Becky feel good. I, everything I've heard from participants on social media, just in passing by, has been really positive. People really like the shirt. And one, I think that's partly because the design is really cool. Um, I really liked the design. It, it was one of my favorites of the bunch, although I liked all the designs this year. But it also just is it's really comforting, I think, to get something so familiar in the mail. And I think people just wanted to see that Peachtree shirt and getting it provided a sense of normalcy that we don't get that often these days. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. And uh, love the work that you guys put into this t-shirt tradition at the Atlanta Track Club each and every year. And speaking of which, you have your chance right now to renew your membership for 2021. 
And I know this has been a very different year, but you guys have always made it your mission to help keep us healthy through running, through walking and really encouraging that. And I will say the the membership benefits here are incredible. Even in a year like this one, Jay, you've offered so many resources to members. It's been, uh, again, one of those normal things that we can still do and, and still be a part of in this very weird year. The number one question for us when we realized we weren't going to be able to hold races in person is how do we continue to provide a benefit to our members? How do we keep Atlanta Track Club members active and healthy and continue to promote our core values of community, camaraderie, and competition? And we try to find a variety of ways to do that through virtual races, through online classes, through expert resources that we shared with the members. And next year, it is our hope that we are back to racing and that you're staying with us as an Atlanta Track Club member. Membership is available now at atlantatrackclub.org. Click the membership button. You can renew your membership. You can join your membership. We will have five free races next year. Free races. And these are just you know, little tiny races. These are these are full-on 5K, 4-mile, 10K races that you can do for absolutely free. There's exclusive membership gear that you can get. There's discounts at local running stores and discounts on all paid races here that Atlanta Track Club puts on. And the best part is it's $35 for an individual. So we hope you'll join us next year. Be part of Running City USA, whether you are joining for your 35th straight year or joining for the first time after running your first beat streak. With Garmin's Forerunner 245 Music, you can focus on the running while it does the thinking. It evaluates performance stats, training stats, and even lets you put your music right on your wrist. Visit Garmin.com to learn more. We have some really fast participants joining us virtually for the AJC Peachtree Road Race. You heard a couple of episodes ago. If you missed it, go back and listen to our friend Alephine, who, of course, had a huge 2020, a huge start with the Olympic Marathon Trials here. And uh, the one who came in right behind her back in February in Atlanta is actually joining us as well virtually, Jay. She is. We talked to her last week. She's run Peachtree before. It didn't go all that well. But for some reason, she wanted to come back and she wanted to come back in a way that kind of made a statement, did something a little different, that celebrated this peach tree on Thanksgiving and also celebrated just how fast she could run. So Molly Seidel is going to join us at the virtual running of the AJC Peach Tree Road Race wearing a turkey costume. <laughs> and so we talked to her about where the turkey costume came from, where the idea came from. She's going to be joining us from Maine. And it turns out the turkey costume is just the beginning of the Thanksgiving theme she's making part of her Peachtree Road Race. I wanna talk more about the costume in a second, but I have to ask you about London because it was such an awesome race and such an interesting experience. Tell me what it was like living in the bubble. The bubble was wild, truthfully. Like when we got in, um, we were given our, our little beepers. So you, it would alarm if you went within six feet of anyone. Um, there was pretty strict social distancing. We were getting tested. We had about 40 acres to run on, which I did not know how big 40 acres was before getting there. Uh, the biggest lap that I could probably make around the complex was about three quarters of a mile. And then there was like a 400 meter field on the bottom that I, I couldn't even tell you how many runs I did on there. But um, truthfully, it was like it was a little bit stressful, um, but at the same time, like, I was just so grateful for the experience and getting to do that. And, like, I mean, who's going to complain about being stuck on, like, a beautiful English country estate? Like, <laughs> Did you ever get within six feet of anybody and have the buzzer go off? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of beeping going on in the bubble. <laughs> you couldn't have two more different marathon experiences for your first two marathons. You've got Atlanta where there's, you know, crazy crowds everywhere. And then there's London where it's dead silent. Do you have a preference after doing them both? I feel like they were both so, like, Atlanta was just unbelievable. I have just, I've straight up never run a race like that, period. I don't think I've ever seen so many people just so excited the entire time. So, like, that was just so cool to get to have, especially for my first marathon. And then London, obviously, was not quite as um, exciting. Um, but I felt like that just, like, ripping laps, it was 20 of them. And I actually really liked that format. I think it would have been really exciting if we could have had spectators. But, yeah, I actually really did enjoy my time at London. I know it sounds kind of sadistic, but um, I think I can appreciate both experiences for what they were. As somebody who's done so well on the track, it only makes sense that a marathon where it's 20 laps might be appealing. <laughs> well, we were joking because everyone said that Atlanta was basically the cross-country version of the marathon. Mm -hmm. And then London was the track version of the marathon. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait to race an actual marathon version of the marathon. Is, I, I know I was reading the Indy Star article just a couple of minutes ago, and it said, uh, it mentioned that you were kind of relieved that your second marathon wouldn't be Tokyo, wouldn't be the Olympics, and you'd have another chance to do it. Does the third marathon make much of a difference, or do you feel a little less Yeah, no, I, I think at that point, at that point, I've gotten a couple experiences in. We have no idea what racing is going to be like between now and next August. So, um, yeah, at the very least, everybody was saying, like, it was such a cool story, like, that your second one is going to be the Olympics. Aren't you sad that you can't say that? I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I want the experience over the, mm -hmm. like, the cool factor of it. And you've got to be happy with the results. It's a, it's, it's a big PR on a day where it probably was not very easy to, to PR. It, it has to have you feeling confident going into the next session. Yeah, I think the biggest thing coming out of that, um, we were obviously happy with the time, but how I felt finishing it, like just feeling really strong and feeling like I had like positive momentum in the second half of like passing people, I was able to even split it. So I think that was the big takeaway. We knew that... Um, so much about this marathon was going to be about just like learning and building um and so yeah i was really happy with just the fact that i got to practice so many things um get my nutrition down do all these things that i didn't really have a chance to in the lead up to atlanta so yeah it was i i came away from that really having a positive experience so let's talk about Peachtree because it's it wasn't long after london that we talked and you said you wanted to run and i thought man that's a quick that's a quick turnaround but i guess it is November 26th, so you'll have about two months. But your last experience with Peachtree was not an awesome one. <laughs> what, no. <laughs> what made you want to come back? Redemption. No, um, <laughs> actually, so Peachtree, I, even though my la my first Peachtree, my, uh, I did it two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, at this point, um, I ended up, yeah, I ended up re-injuring my hip. So that's on me. But I actually, I really loved the course just, it was such fun energy. There's so many people getting to do it on the fourth. Like, I think it's one of those just like incredible historic road races. I got the chance to run it on the 50th anniversary, which was so cool. So yeah, obviously this year is a little bit different with the virtual format, but still just getting to like be a part of that spirit going forward. And like, especially with it being on uh, Thanksgiving now, it like just seemed like a really fun opportunity to get back into a little bit of racing. I, I'm, I'm taking off some time right now after the marathon, but 
I don't know, I get antsy pretty quick and feel like that'll be a, a fun challenge for me to shoot for. Have you done any virtual races yet? I saw your world's slowest mile, which wasn't really a virtual oh, race. So one of those challenges, but have yeah, you done truly, it like a, a that is the virtual? epitome. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, so I've done um, virtual Falmouth, which was pretty fun. Okay. We, we plotted out a little course on um, on the riverfront here. I tried to mimic the um, tried to mimic like the elevation profile of Falmouth, mm -hmm. so it would be pretty true. Uh, I'm gonna try and keep it flat and fast for for mm -hmm. Atlanta. Uh, yeah, for Peachtree. Yeah, that's not the general Atlanta experience is, is not flat and fast. So let's get into the meat of this conversation, pun intended. Okay, so the debate is, I don't know how much of a debate it really is at this point, turkey costume or race kit, where are you leaning right now on October 21st? So I feel like the, the turkey costume has big sentimental value for me. Um, I haven't gotten to wear it in a couple years um, because I've usually been been racing and Sockney wasn't super crazy about me uh, trying to go and actually race in a felt children's turkey costume, but I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to bust it out again. Um, the problem with the turkey costume is it is like not aerodynamic at all. The tail is just an absolute like wind catcher. Um, I'm sure there's a better term for that, but uh, and the material is like felt, so it's both like not breathable, clammy, but also super cold. So, yeah, um, I would have to say I almost think I should try and go out and do two different runs and like compare them, see how fast I can run in the turkey and then see how fast I can like actually rip this thing. So we might need like a comparison. Oh, I like that idea. So you've got three days. Could you do like a, you know, like a Thursday and then a and then a Sunday, actually four days, so Thursday through well, Sunday. Can you do that, like a Thursday and a Sunday? That's what I'm thinking. I might do turkey costume on the island up in Maine, get my get my Thanksgiving run in, celebrate all things turkey, um, probably scare the, the locals on the island who are wondering why this like child is running in a costume. Um, Fast. And then when, then when I get back down to Boston, people are going to hate me for this. Totally doing it on the Harvard Tempo Loop. You can hate us. It's scarily fast. Let's see how fast we can actually go on this thing. What's the history of the turkey costume? Because you sent me some pictures. You've obviously raced in it before. How long have you had this thing, and what's the fastest you've run in it before? So I actually, up until my senior year of college, I had never run a turkey trot. Like, I don't, our family isn't like a running family. Like, we're not the kind of family that goes out and runs turkey trots on Thanksgiving Day. So my senior year of college, I just won nationals for cross country. The big thing that year was that I'd like broken the footlocker curse of like no footlocker girl had ever won um, nationals. Mm -hmm. So I bought this turkey costume on Amazon. It was like a children's large or something because that was the cheapest one I could find. Um, went out, my sister and I ran a turkey trot and we were joking like the Seidel turkey trot curse has been broken. No Seidel has mm -hmm. ever finished a turkey trot before. And since then, like the next couple of years, I would just always wear this turkey costume going out and doing different races and then i signed pro and obviously couldn't do that anymore but the turkey rises again i mean is there a place to put a saucony label on the turkey i mean could you slap one on like that i don't know what do they call that thing the gullet the, is that what it is? yeah maybe the, the gizzard no the gizzard, gizzard uh, i feel like i could get a big logo like right across the tail in the back mm. Um, I'm wondering, so the turkey costume also comes with tiny little yellow feet that fit over my shoes, so I might need to try and find a way to incorporate that into the Endorphin Pro 
So yeah, we'll see. But they don't go under the soles, right? Like that, that no. it just lays over. So your shoe is yeah. So it's around. extremely annoying and uncomfortable to run in because mm -hmm. they're just flopping around everywhere. And even with a shoe like the Endorphin Pro that's specifically designed for for fast running in a marathon situation, like I imagine the effects of that are somewhat canceled out by mm -hmm. the the floppy webbed feet over top of it yeah exactly basically every aspect of this turkey costume is just not conducive to running fast have Though, you run sadly, fast before at all sadly my actual 10k pr was <laughs> run in a turkey costume for the longest time because we ran extremely slow the year that i won nationals on the track and so i legitimately ran faster in a felt turkey costume and then that was my pr and i had to tell people like Oh yeah, this is a road 10k PR while I was wearing a costume. So I'm really what? glad that I've thus run, or since then run faster. What what was the time? I mean, it had to be what like 33 minutes something in that turkey costume. I want to say I broke 33 in it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you. So I was researching this after we talked about it, and there is not a uh, world record for fastest 10k in a turkey costume. Mm-hmm. I think I think you probably have it unofficially. If we we'd, have to, we'd have to get this ratified. Does it Guinness like need to ratify all these? They things? have to ratify it. And the hard part with virtual racing is you probably have to do it on a certified course. Mm -hmm. We could we could talk offline and figure out how to do that if you're yeah. interested in having a world record. I mean that's up to you. I did get my coach a wheel for for his birthday, so I guess mm -hmm. we could wheel out the course. I know that wouldn't be official, but unofficially official. Yeah. Can we do? It's like a turkey FKT. Fastest known turkey. Yeah. Fastest known turkey. Maybe we can get Strava on board to sponsor this and pay for the expenses of bringing Guinness out. But I think it's possible. The first, the first annual Strava Atlanta Track Club <laughs> turkey, turkey record attempt. We'll find a better name for when, it than that. When you run 33 minutes, it's sub 33 in a turkey costume. Like, I've always said for me as a runner, like, I never want to get beat by someone wearing in a costume. And then one year at Boston, like, somebody in a full pink bodysuit passed me with, like, a mile to go. And it was, like, it's the most demoralizing moment of my life. What does it feel like to be the person in the costume, like, blowing by people? It We're feels going, like, so good. <laughs> it's, it, there's no better feeling, especially. So I've actually had this a couple times. We also have another run back in Wisconsin for Bastille Day. They celebrate the French holiday of Bastille Day in Milwaukee, and there's a 5K that goes along with it, so I would dress up for that. Oh, it is so much fun to beat the Marquette boys while you're wearing, like, a full French beret. I drew on a eyeliner <laughs> mustache. I was literally carrying bread. Yeah, no, there's no more satisfying feeling. Does that, Has anybody ever said anything to you, or have you seen, like, what's the most visceral reaction someone's had the, to being passed by a costume person? The most visceral reaction I had was at the Burby Derby. God, that had to have been four years ago at this point. Um, it's a 10K in Madison on Thanksgiving. And we were running and I passed, uh, passed a guy and somebody on the side was like, dude, you can't get passed by a person in costume. And then the person next to him was like, and it's a girl. <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, let's, let's run with this. I love that, first of all, uh, welcome to Atlanta Track Club's marketing department because FK Turkey is maybe the FK... <laughs> FK Turkey is maybe the best idea I've heard. Hashtag all, FK Turkey. All week. So welcome to the team. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, let's try to set the FKT fastest known turkey time on Thanksgiving Day. 
Let's, let's do this. All right. Thanksgiving I'm, I'm day. fully invested. Okay. We're, we we're will... mapping it out on Great Cranberry Island. We're getting this going. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. We're be... spending Thanksgiving Day on a place called Great Cranberry Island? Great Cranberry. <laughs> yeah. Is that intentional? I mean, did you like pick that out for Thanksgiving? This is fully like unintentional. <laughs> I didn't find out that we were doing this for Thanksgiving. All of my friends just made these plans without me while I was in London. And when I got back in, my sister just dropped this knowledge on me like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to northern Maine to spend Thanksgiving on Great Cranberry. I've been there before. I was there this summer. But, um, yeah, I felt it was only appropriate. Is it is the costume because Northern Maine in in November is is cold? Uh, is the costume? I, I imagine there's no worry about you don't have to wear like an extra layer or a hat over the costume, right? No. You're gonna be pretty warm. No, I won't need to wear extra stuff. But that's the thing. So there's a headpiece that goes with mm -hmm. it too. Um, it's a full turkey turkey beak that goes through. Um, but no, the the costume will be like extremely like it'll be really hot at first, like overly hot. But then it doesn't like doesn't keep any wind off your body. It just blows right through you. So yeah, it'll be super uncomfortable. Okay. Maybe I'll okay. jump in the ocean afterwards. <laughs> so the turkey costume, we posted pictures of it on Atlanta Track Club's Facebook page. So you can check it out. Here's what's gonna happen on Thanksgiving Day. Let's check in. I don't want to ruin your Thanksgiving plans. So let's let's check in real quick before the race. And mm -hmm. let's check in after the race on Instagram Live. We'll see how it went. And then we'll do it again on Sunday to see how much faster, probably not slower, but how much faster you run in a regular running outfit. Yeah, running we, need, we need to get like the over under. We should do like a prediction thing of how much, like if people can predict exactly how much faster I will run sans turkey. What's your prediction? Oh, I guess it depends. I actually legitimately don't know how fast I'm gonna be able to run this 10K coming off of marathon legs. Mm. Because that's the thing, when I ran that super fast time in the turkey costume, I was fresh off, like, cross-country nationals. Like, I was I was ready to go. This, now I've just got my slog marathon legs on. So, we'll have to see. I would like to think that I could run at least 30 seconds faster without the costume. Only 30 seconds? We'll really? Okay. I don't All know. Right. I'm trying to, like, hedge my bets here. I don't want to get, like, embarrassed and say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run, like, a minute and a half faster and then, like, run slower. Yeah, that's a good point. So, okay, so so we'll do a we'll do a prediction contest. We will put it we'll put it on social. We'll do it in the newsletter. We'll do it uh, in our magazine. We'll let people get get involved in this, and then we'll come back. So, what you're seeing now, if you're watching this either live or on tape, is you're seeing an idea being born <laughs> because we thought really we're we're like just this, we're ping ponging ideas. We're making this totally up making this up on the spot. Like my, I'm sure my staff is watching, being like, "What are we doing?" We'll do we'll do it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. Yeah, so uh, so that's what's going to happen. Stay tuned to Atlanta Track Club's Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Molly, your your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll put the details on there. We'll get the prediction contest going like the week before. And then on Thanksgiving Day, we're going to try to set the FKT. Woo! Let's do this. The Great Cranberry Peach Tree Turkey Challenge. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's it. Okay. That's the name. It's sticking. But it's Sponsored by whoever. Yeah. Right. Sponsor. It really does. Wait, we should totally get Ocean Spray Cranberry to sponsor this. Oh, they're, they're, and they're big right now too, right? Like they, with oh, the yeah. whole skateboarding guy, like that's like a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can totally get some Fleetwood Mac action up in here. Like man, <laughs> yeah. the, the opportunities are endless. Okay, also my is... sister might be racing as an ear of corn. So like, wait, do you have an ear of corn costume? Well. Oh, not have... yet, but we're planning it out. So, okay. 
Okay, I gave I sent an entry for her too. Get her signed mm -hmm. up. Okay, it's gonna we're gonna have a full Thanksgiving feast here. Okay. This is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be the best piece tree yet. So you heard it here first. Sweet. I'll start calling Ocean Spray right now. I'll get him on the phone right Excellent. after. Excellent. Yeah, they might be a little bit busy with the whole TikTok thing, but I'm sure we'll get through at some point. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We've got we've got some time. <laughs> Sweet. I'm right. very much looking forward to my uh, my fastest turkey attempt. I hope to see a lot of other people also doing Peachtree in their turkey costumes. Who knows? Maybe somebody who's faster in a turkey costume is out there. I doubt it. But if you are, wouldn't we want that to see be, Wouldn't that be crazy? Somebody <laughs> yeah. just like toasts me in a turkey costume, just embarrasses me. Yeah. Oh, that would it be could horrible. Happen. It could happen. So, we're, hey, that's the challenge. If you're registered for Peachtree and you own a turkey costume and you think you can beat Molly Seidel, have at just it. Want, I just saw Elphine in the comments. She's going to come and just, like, kick my ass in a turkey costume. <laughs> yeah. She'll be I, eight she, seconds ahead of me. She won't even let us know. We'll just find out on Instagram later in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She'll just be, like, super casual about it. Yeah. All right, Molly, thanks so much for uh, taking part in this. Thanks for talking to us. And we're going to be talking over the next couple of weeks to figure this all out. Thanks all for right. having me. Excited, thanks, to, excited to go wings up. All right, FKT, FKTT, what are we calling this? Yeah, FKT, so for those of you who aren't familiar with that acronym, it generally means fastest known time. So you'll see people set FKTs on things like the App Trail or over certain mountains in the Rockies, or you know, they'll find these terrains and try to run the fastest known time on that terrain. So we took that acronym and we decided that the T now stands for Turkey. <laughs> so that's why we're calling it the FKT for fastest known Turkey. I'm still going to look up this island, though. I don't believe that there's actually an island with the word cranberry in it. Google it, and it exists. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Wikipedia be... will tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm going to be stalking social media now on Thanksgiving weekend. So, Molly, we need pictures, we need video, or it didn't happen. So, <laughs> I can't wait for those updates on Thanksgiving weekend, Jay. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to be a part of it and to talk to her both before and after the race. Cliff Bar & Company is proud to be the official nutrition sponsor of Atlanta Track Club. From Cliff Bar Energy Bars to Cliff Blocks Energy Chews to delicious Cliff Builders Protein Bars, Cliff Bar & Company delivers great tasting, wholesome food for performance energy before, during, and after big races, including the biggest 10K on the entire planet. After all, Cliff knows there's nothing worse than hitting cardiac hill with nothing left in the tank. So whether you're running a 1K or a 10K, Cliff has the energy you need to get going and stay going. Next week here on the Peachtree Podcast, we're going to address a serious issue for runners in this time of COVID. Yeah, the whole reason that we're here, the whole reason that we're doing this virtual running of the AJC Peachtree Road Race is because of COVID-19 and the pandemic we're in. And one of the things that as runners, a lot of us, I think, wonder every day is if we get this, if we have this, whether we are mildly asymptomatic or we have, you know, an extreme case of the virus, What's the long-term impact on endurance athletes, both from the recreational runner to the elite runner? Dr. Jonathan Kim, who's our medical director here at the AJC Peachtree Road Race, is working on learning more about the impact, the long-term impact, the lingering impact of the virus on the cardiovascular system. They haven't done a study yet, but they have published a report in the Journal of American Medicine, and he's going to break that down for us and tell us some of the early findings and some of the tips and words of advice for runners who may have contracted this virus. 
important information coming up next week here on the podcast. And of course, in this time when we're doing things virtually, we know so many of you have a lot of questions about how this year's virtual AJC Peachtree Road Race, how's that going to go for you? What do you need to know ahead of time? And uh, Jay, it's important for our listeners to know too, they can be part of the podcast this year if they'd like. Our season finale is going to be an Ask Us Anything. So we want to hear from you. Ask us anything. Email us media at atlantatrackclub.org. We'll take your questions and then we will let you know when we're going to tape that last episode of the Peachtree Podcast and you can be a part of it. Join us here again next week for more right here on the Peachtree Podcast. You've been listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Thanks to this week's sponsors. For more information, visit atlantatrackclub.org. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ATL Track Club. A DYJ Media Production.